on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And as you can imagine, um, the newspaper is going with the funeral yesterday of Matthew Healy and his father's comments. Uh, it's one of those news stories where you even see it or hear it yesterday evening and you still think about it this morning and the papers are reflecting that just heartbreaking. The Irish Sun, sorry I couldn't save you. Uh, the front of the Irish Examiner, Matthew, so bright and far beyond his years. I'm sorry I couldn't save you, Chief. Those devastated words from the father of Matthew Healy reduced the congregation at the six-year-old's funeral to tears at the Church of the Immaculate Conception in Watergrass Hill. James Healy urged mourners to cherish and enjoy your kids. Um, I thought one of the loveliest things he said was, it was an honour and a pleasure to be your father. It's all just absolutely heartbreaking. So the examiner was in Watergrass Hill and carrying some of the comments made by Matthew Healy's father. Of course, Matthew died last Friday after being found in an unresponsive state in a car in Dunmore East in County Waterford. And uh, on Tuesday, his mother appeared in court charged with her son's murder. Of course, Toy Show the Musical all over the papers as well and RT on the front pages, never far from it these days. The Irish Daily Mirror, no show the musical. Former RT bosses could be ordered to face a dull grilling after failing to attend yesterday. Uh, D Forbes and Rory Coveney's handling of the Toy Show musical flop was branded a betrayal. Also uh, absent from the meeting were former executives Moya Doherty and Breda O'Keefe. That's the front of the mirror. The front of the Irish Daily Star, time to face the musical. D Forbes and Rory Coveney's handling of the Toy Show musical has been branded a betrayal. Then the Irish Daily Mail looks more at the money that Breed O'Keefe was given. <clears throat> and uh, the headline on the mail is Hand Back Your €450,000 RT Golden Handshake. This is RT's former Chief Financial Officer, Breed O'Keefe, who's now facing calls to return a €450,000 Golden Handshake she received from the national broadcaster. We saw yesterday RT Director General Kevin Backhurst finally revealing the value of the exit package when he was pressed by TDs. He went from saying it was confidential to then revealing it and then he was asked, can you confirm that or say it again? And he said €450,000 and a lot of TDs obviously quite angry about this. Brian Stanley, who's chair of the Public Accounts Committee, demanding that Breed O'Keefe pay back the money, telling the Irish Daily Mail the right thing morally to do is to pay it back. The Irish Independent, RT, now has to foot the tax bill for the golden handshake. So Ortiz facing a substantial tax bill over this €450,000 golden handshake given to former executive Breda O'Keefe. Bosses at the broadcaster revealed that the financial officer uh, received an exit package worth €450,000, but they haven't estimated the potential cost of the tax bill arriving, arising from that redundancy payment. Then the front of the Irish Times goes with Israel and uh, Ireland and Spain are calling for the EU to review its trade with Israel. We're told in the Irish Times that the European Commission is going to review this call from Ireland and Spain for the European Union's trade agreement with Israel to be uh, reviewed. So we'll see what happens with that. Leo Vradker and Pedro Sanchez sending a letter making the request to Commissioner President Ursula von der Leyen yesterday amid deep concern over the deteriorating situation 
in Gaza. And uh, then we have also on the front page, in more positive news from the Irish Times, a photograph of Daniel Whiffen. Congratulations to him. Uh, they write, there can only ever be one Irish first medal winner at the World Aquatics Championships and Daniel Whiffen crowning that moment in gold after a thrilling 800 metres freestyle final inside the Aspire Dome in Doha uh, in Qatar yesterday evening. Congratulations to him. I heard him on News Talk yesterday evening and uh, a name, I mean, if you're following swimming, his name is already out there, but I think he's going to be a proper household name now. And of course, all eyes on the Olympics. Inside the papers then, we are told that uh, it's top secret, but the CSO is going to do a new basket today and you're wondering what the basket is about so the mail has more on this so how the uh, central statistics office works out the inflation rate they compare the things that people actually buy and today the CSO is going to announce an updated typical basket of the goods that it will use to measure price changes and it is top secret uh, but yesterday the CSO published a breakdown of how the list has changed over the years. So back in 1975 the Mail says that the CSO used to look at things like cassettes. They were added to the list uh, but then they and Walkmans in 2006 dropped off the list as MP3 players were added. Then they got rid of the MP3 players from the list uh, in 2011. The rise of mobile phones also spelled the end from the price of calls uh, from mobile, fo- sorry, from phone boxes. So they used to work out inflation based on how much it costs to make a call in a phone box. Obviously, no one uses them anymore, so they use mobile phone costs instead. Uh, so vinyl gave way to CDs in 1996, and also um, they were looking at milk delivery prices, pints of milk, and hi-fi as well. Uh, CD players only joined in 1989. So these are all the additions. Uh, and the latest ones in 2016 were avocados, sweet potatoes, e-readers and e-cigarettes. Not so much sherry and things like that on the list. So it's fascinating to look. They have a piece in the mail going through the new items that were added, 70s, 80s, 90s and noughties and the things that were taken away from the list to work out the price of inflation but, or the level of inflation. But today we're going to have this new updated shopping basket from the CSO to work out where prices are going. So uh, we'll see what's on the list. Trying to make predictions, it's hard. I presume electric vehicles and things, um, I don't know if they're too expensive for our basket of goods but they'll certainly be going with the future and technology in that list. The Irish Independent has a very interesting report from an Irish doctor today. School uniforms could be restricting children's ability to stay active and this is particularly relevant for girls in primary classes. Now we had a debate the other day on News Talk Breakfast about school uniforms and whether kids should have to wear them or not. Well, a study by Dublin-born Dr. Mairead Ryan, uh, who works at the University of Cambridge, she looked at data relating to the physical activity of more than a million children aged 5 to 17. And in countries where a majority of schools required students to wear their uniforms, fewer young people are meeting WHO recommendations for daily levels of physical activity and then fewer girls are reaching essential activity levels than boys and the gap between them widens at primary school level in countries where uniforms are the norm. So is it the uniform that's stopping them from exercising? Well, uh, we're told it doesn't definitively prove that school uniforms restrict children's physical activity, but it corresponds with the findings of previous studies that have suggested that wearing a school uniform could be a barrier 
to improved physical health and obviously in a country like Ireland where we're trying to tackle childhood obesity uh, we'll certainly be interested in a report like this um, and I don't know I think it's to do with girls and the skirts as well in primary school and how that might limit their physical activity so girls feel less comfortable in active play if they're wearing certain types of clothing according to this report read more about that in the Irish Independent the Times of London talks about discrimination of travellers uh, pontons you don't hear much about pontons now when we were all growing up it was seen as sort of the, the holiday choice across the water uh, but they have been found to continually be racial racist against Irish travellers or I should say racially discriminating Irish travellers. This is according to the Equalities Watchdog in the UK uh, which is uh, issuing uh, pontons with an unlawful act notice today, the Equality and Human Rights Commission. And the notice comes three years after the watchdog first reprimanded pontons for discriminating against Irish travellers. And you may remember, the Times of London reminds us of this, that pontons had a list of undesirables. And these were people with the surnames Boyle, Carney, Connors, Corcoran, Delaney, Doherty, Gallagher, Horan, Keith, Leahy, McLaughlin, McDonough, McGinley, McMahon, Murphy, Nolan, O'Brien, O'Connell, O'Donnell, O'Mahony, O'Reilly, Stokes and Ward. So if you had a surname, you were on a list of undesirables. The Commission found that Ponton's officials maintained a banned guest list, which in effect amounted to people suspected of being Irish travellers or indeed their friends banned from coming to them for a holiday. Now, two final stories for you, Adele, if you're wanting to go. The Sun tells us that she's been hit by a backlash from fans who are being charged over €1,000 to see her in concert this summer. So Adele is doing a a residency in Germany and uh, the tickets are €1,152 for the best seat and even the cheapest tickets available for Adele's European gigs are working out at €325 each. It's all about demand and there's certainly huge demand for her. And finally, the star tells us that the search is on for a mystery man in Dublin who could have a few secrets hidden from his wife because an intriguing Valentine's Day poster popped up in Fibsbury yesterday morning uh, looking for a man called Paul uh, and it tells the poster pleads for Paul to tell his wife about them or she will adding that she's pregnant. The mystery woman then wishes Paul a happy Valentine's Day before signing off with the initial T and locals across Dublin are flocking to social media now to try and find out more about who Paul is. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk. 